Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Raiden Solo again. Welcome back to the A Foreign Affair podcast, episode 160. I am Edward Green, not again joined as always by McCullen Crime, Wes Bradshaw. Wes sends his regards and you will be hearing from him later on in this week's pod. He will be back live and luxurious next week to talk about so much that has been happening in the world of soccer. Um, Of course, this podcast is always presented by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop, as well as I'm Next USA. Um, As I mentioned, big things to talk about in the world of soccer. We will quickly recap some of them here today um, in what will be a fairly big news and notes section. Not too much actual soccer to talk about this week, Uh, but we will discuss the end of the Skybet Championship playoff that happened this past Monday, as we like to think of it here in the States, Memorial Day. Um, So we'll be getting to that. Of course, this Saturday is the Champions League final, Juventus versus Real Madrid over in Cardiff. Uh, One of them will be taking home the trophy, um, and we'll be seeing who it is. Uh, Right now, our plan is for Wes and I to actually do a tape a taping there, which we'll be broadcasting later on this summer uh, when time permits. And uh, we'll be getting you guys a chance to check that out. And we'll be kind of talking a little bit about the season in general. Um, We'll be talking about more than just the Premier League, since we don't usually talk about it too much. Uh, The other leagues like Serie A, Leun, Bundesliga, and La Liga. We'll be talking about those a little bit. We'll also be giving our thoughts. As crazy things happen in the game, you'll actually be able to hear our reactions. Again, it won't be live, but you'll get to hear it later on this summer. Uh, But next week, we'll be back. Of course, we'll we'll talk about it in full. It'll be our only game of the week, so we'll be talking about it extensively on next week's edition of the pod. And as I mentioned, Wes will be rejoining me for that. Uh, But first, the game that actually did take place this past Monday was the Sky Bet Championship, the battle to see who would join the Premier League along with Newcastle and Brighton and Hove. It was down to Huddersfield Town and Reading over at Glorious Wembley on that Monday afternoon. And 76,000 people saw a very, we'll call it tight affair, nil-nil through 120 minutes did these teams go. So it went to penalties. Huddersfield prevailing 4-3 over Reading. Schindler, oh, not going to make the obvious joke there, but Christopher Schindler putting them through the German putting his side through into the Premier League. And uh, head coach David Wagner, of course, an American born in Germany, uh, will be joining the Premier League. I'm sure Wes will be thrilled about that. Loves him some David Wagner and uh, the bromance he has with Jurgen Klopp. So that will be in the Premier League next year as Huddersfield Town is promoted. Reading will have to start from scratch uh, next year back in the championship. So, again, your three promoted teams from the championship, Newcastle, Brighton and Hove, and Huddersfield Town. Your relegated teams from the Premier League were Sunderland, Hull, and Middlesbrough. Um, elsewhere in League One, uh, Millwall led the promotion final over Bradford City, so they'll be heading up to the championship. 
Uh, and in League Two, uh, Blackpool beat Exeter City to get into League One. That was a 2-1 victory for Blackpool with Mark Cullen having the game-winning goal in that one in the 64th minute. Um, so that's pretty much wrapping up the year for the most part. Uh, cups have run out their course in most of our European leagues, and and so now it is just the Champions League final this coming Saturday. Uh, again, Juventus versus Real Madrid kind of putting a bow on the 2016-17 soccer season. Uh, of course, this summer will also be the Confederations Cup in Russia, as well as it is a gold cup. It's an odd-numbered year, so it's a gold cup year here uh, in CONCACAF, CONCACAF Thunder. And uh, the U.S. men's national team have a couple friendlies coming up, as well as a couple of World Cup qualifiers. Um, so that will be very interesting to see how that team performs. We'll be bringing you some of that as that goes along. But again, back to it. Congratulations to Huddersfield Town joining the Premier League, I believe, for the first time since the 40s. Um, and they'll be in the top flight of English football. So... That is your football wrap-up. We are going to quickly now go into news and notes because there is a lot of news and notes to get to this week. Um, a lot of transfers already starting to happen here, or at least agreements for transfers. Um, and these ones, we're going to do the ones we're very, very confident about. Um, West Ham, since they've announced it, they're bringing Pablo Zabaleta in from Manchester City. He's coming in on a two-year deal. Um, not not a whole lot of playing time anymore at City under Pep Guardiola, but the venerable Zabaleta will be coming over to West Ham to hopefully provide a little more defense to Slavin Bilic's side, which struggled into an 11th place finish last year after uh, after making a top seven finish in the previous season. 32-year-old uh, was part of two Manchester City title-winning teams, also won two League Cups and the FA Cup as well in his time with City. Um, made 32 appearances last season under Pep uh, after this was his uh, 10th season, I believe, after coming over from Espanyol in 2008. So longtime City veteran Zabaleta heading over to West Ham. Um now we have a lot of coaching news before we get back into uh, player news. Um, and the first of those is uh, one that was an exit from last week. Marco Silva leaving Hull uh, after they got relegated. He, he almost kept them up, nearly did it. And in doing so, uh, put his name out there for a lot of jobs in the Premier League. One of those was Watford. We told you about their uh, vi- excuse me, vacancy created last week. Marco Silva will be the one to fill that gap. We'll see if he can last longer at Vicarage Road than most of his predecessors, as he is the ninth head coach in the last five years to try to lead the Hornets to glory. Uh, as we remember, the last two years we've seen uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores and Walter Mazzari um, each given a year in the Premier League and then dismissed. Uh, Flores uh, had Watford in 13th place. Two years ago, um, Mazzari had Watford finishing 17th this season after a six-match losing skid to end the season. Um, uh, Silva obviously did a great job at Hull. As we said, nearly resurrected them and kept them in the Premier League for another season, but it wasn't to be. But their loss may be Watford's gain, uh, and we will see what kind of signings now come to Watford uh, with a good coach in Marco Silva joining that club. Um, so we'll have to check that out, and maybe Watford will be again a club on the rise in the 2017-18 Premier League season. Other coaches, uh, this time we go to Germany, uh, where a, a somewhat surprising move uh, we'd heard rumblings that Thomas Tuchel and the board at Borussia Dortmund uh, were were not really seeing eye to eye anymore. And it seems like that has led to Tuchel being uh, given his papers to leave Dortmund. This after securing their first DFB Pokal title. That's the cup tournament in Germany in five years uh, after finishing uh, second, I believe, three straight years. Tuchel gets them there. But the 43-year-old uh, has has time has run out in Dortmund, uh, according to the CEO Hans Joachim Watzki. I can't imagine I pronounced that right. Um, 
He did say, quote, and this is an article from Goal.com, quote, for me, it's important to let you know that it wasn't a question of whether you could drink a beer together or play cards together or not. If we simplify these things, we would be bad decision makers. In my opinion, club representatives and the coach don't need to be close friends. The special relationship that we, Zork, and I had with Jurgen Klopp wasn't the standard for the relationship with Thomas Duchel, and it won't be for any future Dortmund coach, um, which makes it seem, that makes it seem like it was toxic. Like if if you're saying, eh, we couldn't. Eat, it's like we're not basing it on if we could even like have a beer together. No, it's it was a strictly professional thing, which means that from a professional aspect, Thomas Tuchel was no longer wanted at Dortmund. Which in his couple years there, taking over after Jurgen Klopp left for Liverpool, had done great things for that club, um, especially bringing them back up when in Jurgen Klopp's final season with them. Uh, they were down sort of near the bottom half, t- bottom half of the top half of the Bundesliga table, um, and and he's guided them back to the Champions League. Um, they'll be back in there next year, but it will be someone other than Tuchel guiding them. They'll have a couple more changes, I think, coming up, and one we'll be talking about in a little bit. Uh, as for another big club, this one in La Liga, uh, we knew Luis Enrique was leaving Barcelona at the end of the season. Now we know his replacement. It's Ernesto Valverde, uh, who's coming over from Athletic Bilbao. Uh, Valverde did play for Barcelona uh, between 1998 and 19, uh, sorry, 1988 and 1990, and scored eight goals in 22 appearances. Uh, Barcelona president Josep Maria Bartomeu in a quote from CNN.com said, Valverde has the ability, the judgment, the knowledge, and the experience. He promotes the youth players and he has a Barca way. He has a philosophy that is similar to ours. He is a hardworking, he is a hard worker and he is a fan of using technology and training and in managing matches. Uh, he'll be uh, uh, announced Thursday. Of course, Barcelona, a season of some crazy things, uh, finished second in the Liga, they do win the Copa del Rey, but they also went out in the round of eight in the Champions League after that crazy victory uh, comeback home win against PSG. Uh, there was also the away match at Real Madrid where they won last second on a Leo Messi goal. Um, th- there are questions, uh, despite you know guys like Neymar being very, very young on that team. Um, that there is there is some age going on in Barcelona right now, and so Valverde will definitely have to uh, see if he can if he can sort of restructure that a little bit going forward. Um, as Enrique said, Luis Enrique said, nine trophies out of thirteen is a pretty good record. That was his haul in his somewhat brief time at Barcelona. Um, but my goodness. Um, Valverde has uh, gotten to a final. Uh, he got the uh, Espanol to the UEFA, UEFA Cup final in 2007, where they lost to penalty, in penalties to notable UEFA Cup tournament team, Sevilla. Um, but uh, he also men- met, uh, coached at Olympiacos, where he won the Greek Super League title three times and the Greek Cup twice. Um the last time uh, he actually won his most recent trophy when Bilbao beat Barcelona uh, to win the Spanish Supercopa just last year. That's how uh, Barcelona's crazy season started. And now Valverde will go from Barcelona slayer to Barcelona leader. Uh, but will he be able to match that very impressive 9 out of 13 trophy run Luis Enrique went on in his time there? Uh, only time and possibly Lionel Messi will tell. Um, now back to some player signings. Uh, one of those is uh, back in the Premier League, Dominic Solanke. We saw him a little bit for Chelsea this season. He is moving on to Liverpool in a three million pound deal, uh, and will be getting paid twenty thousand a week from the Anfield Red. Didn't play that much for Chelsea, and as we know, sometimes the the young kids for Chelsea don't really get that much of a chance. Uh, Solanke only nineteen years old, and uh, you know you know the Liverpool like them young over there, so they'll be they'll be getting an English international um, from the under twenties going there. Uh, Solanke uh, has twice won the FA Youth Cup Championship with uh, Chelsea. He's also won the UEFA Youth League and Under-17 European Championship. And uh, he'll be joining 
uh, Liverpool on July 1st. Um, so we'll be getting, I'm sure, Wes's thoughts next week when uh, when that happens. And we'll see if uh, if Solanke can provide a little bit of backup. What does this mean for Daniel Sturridge? What does this mean for even somebody like Divock Origi? We'll see going forward. Uh, the forward position is a little bit up in the air right now at Liverpool. So we'll see where Solanke fits in. Still, again, just 19 years old. So a young kid. Um, but another young kid, John Brooks. It's John Brooks doing more great things for America. Now he has set an American record for highest transfer, uh, this time moving from Hertha Berlin to Wolfsburg, staying in the Bundesliga, but it's, he's going to Wolfsburg for reportedly 20 million euros, which would destroy the previous American record. Uh, he will also hope to do better than the last person who set the record. That would be one Jibziel Tudor uh, when he came over from Ac- uh, AZ Alkmaar to Sunderland for about 10 million euros four years ago. Uh, Brooks well doubling that. And of course, the comparison seemed to maybe end there with Josie Altour. Uh, he's staying in the same league. He'll be obviously staying in the same position. But this is a kid who has stock has just continued to rise since his breakout in the 2014 World Cup in Rio. Um, this is this is a guy who has done very good work for Hertha Berlin in the Bundesliga, and now will be looking to ply his trade over in Wolfsburg. Um, they they are Wolfsburg are in the Europa League. This season, um, and of course, Hertha Berlin um, just narrowly avoided relegation um, from the Bundesliga. So Brooks moving on up um, to now help another German giant in Wolfsburg. Um, back to Chelsea, um, another player leaving the club uh, along with Sol- Dominic Solanke, uh, Asmir Begovic, the uh, the backup keeper to Thibaut Courtois, will be moving to Bournemouth. Uh, We have always said that Bournemouth is a place that could definitely use some better goalkeeping. That's that's been one of the the big, big issues for that club as they've they've tried to put together uh, bigger football since joining the Premier League from Eddie Howe's side. Um, Begovic never really got much play in his two seasons at Chelsea, kind of backing up um, Thibaut Courtois. And in the times he did, he never really seemed to impress that much. Uh, so he'll be taking over, though, for most likely, you would think, Arthur Borch and trying to help Bournemouth, who was very good at conceding goals uh, for the the uh, Arthur Borch, who sometimes would be fantastic and other times would be downright pitiful. Uh, Begovic maybe being a, bringing a little more stability to the Vitality Stadium. Um one of the big fish, uh, there's going to be a lot of talk coming up this summer about where is Antoine Griezmann going to go? Is he going to stay at Atletico? Is he going to go to Manchester United? Another big young player, though, seems to have already made up his mind. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang looks like he's going to be leaving Dortmund as PSG are offering Dortmund 70 million euros there or thereabouts. This coming from MSN.com. Um it looks like he's going to join uh, on about a 10 million euro yearly salary and get a 6 million euro signing bonus. Uh, PSG, of course, finished second in Lyon last year to Monaco, who may be kind of breaking up that side a little bit. Uh, PSG, of course, lost Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, prior to last season as he went to Manchester United. So Obama Yang coming in to probably pair with Edinson Cavani and see if they can get back to the top of League One and make a strong push in the Champions League and erase the memories of that terrible night in Barcelona when they gave up a four-goal aggregate lead that they had built back in France and threw it all the way in Spain. But Aubameyang had 31 goals this season, and uh, he was the top scorer in the Bundesliga and will now be going for PSG, the oil money speaks volumes. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, you, you knew this was coming. Everyone knew it was coming. And here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, for two more years, Arsene Wenger will be in our lives as the head coach of Arsenal. 
Uh, Chelsea doing the noble thing, losing the uh, FA Cup this past weekend and giving Arsene Wenger that contract extension. Um, whew. Uh, it, mm. Tell you what, we're going to talk a lot more about this next week when Wes is on the show. But as uh, we we have thoughts, we have thoughts on this. But hey, he won the FA Cup. Yay! So there. Um, that is going to do it though for news and notes. What we're going to do now though is, uh, as you may have seen on our social media, uh, I was actually had the the very fortunate opportunity to go on the Game Crunch podcast last week. Um, and if you weren't able to check that out, we are going to play a quick clip of it right now, and uh, we'll also be providing a link in the uh, some of our social media postings again to let you uh, check out the uh, the podcast. So here is a little bit of my time on the Game Crunch podcast. I, I haven't played that much recently. Um, I, I did just finish this game you guys may have heard of. It's called Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. No, um, no. It's a game. Oh, I can't say I've heard of it or finished it. Yeah, I, it's, I can't it, say that I've finished it. I, I'm the only one who actually has finished it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, that's a good game. Um, I'm not going to spend like hours and hours gushing over the game because of how much I love it. But I'll just say, like, I feel like everybody has a story kind of when they play it. Um, so two quick stories where I was just like kind of blown, really blown away by the game. Um, one was uh, coming out of the shrine of Lake Hylia. It's out kind of on the lake. Um, and, and I just be in the shrine come out. It's like eight o'clock in the morning and I'm walking up the little ramp cause it's on like kind of an Island and it's the shrine is like embedded inside it. Um, so I'm walking out and all of a sudden just to my right, this giant green dragon is just coming out of the water and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh God. <laughs> are you an enemy? Oh God. Oh, 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 you're not going to attack me. Oh, 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 okay. Cool. That's that's fine, I guess. So that was my first experience with one of the three dragons in the game. So that was that was very exciting. Um, the second experience was uh, it was late at night and I was getting chased by some bokoblins on horseback. And as they're chasing me, I'm on foot. I'm running away from them and I, I have the camera positioned so that I can see behind me and a an electric keys just spawns right out of nowhere, right beside the Bacoblin, electrifies him and shoots him off the horse. And I like just let out this little, like I was, it was so cool to see how the, the world should interact. Like, yeah, he just pops up out of nowhere, but like, yes, enemies should be able to electrify each other. That that's exactly what should happen. Yeah. It's so great thing about that game. It really is like the whole sandbox nature. Yeah, like the amount of times, like I, I heard somebody else describe it, and it's I, I thought it was perfect. Like the amount you almost have to kind of unlearn about video games. It's like, well, I can't get that chest because like this can't possibly work. Like I can't just hit it off that ledge with this block because that's not how video games have taught me. And it's like, no, you you can do that if you want to. If you can do it, you can do it. So I. That's that to me is maybe the greatest strength of that game because um, it's not the story. The story's fine, um, and and so on and so forth of everything, every other think piece that's out there. Um, I loved it. I played 120 hours. My girlfriend played 120 hours, um, which is her first true experience into Zelda, and she loved it. So it's it's a great game. I can understand criticisms. I'm I just I feel like it's a great game. Um, some other games I've dived into on the Switch, uh, I've, I've put about 20 minutes into Cameco. Uh, it's it's five bucks and it, it feels really good. Just to, it's it's a top down uh, pixel art game, and you you pick one of three characters and you just kind of run around dashing and cutting up monsters. And it, 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 a lot of it feels really good and it's a good game to play. And it's it's I can see it's designed for speedrunners because there is an option to like have your time on the screen and see how long and fast you can complete the entire game. Um, there is one bad mechanic in it. And I, I, I don't understand why in a game that's so predicated on speed that there are, there are puzzles that you have to solve by bringing orbs from chests to like pedestals and, and you can't dash 
when you have that and you can't swing your sword or use whatever weapon. And if there is, I haven't found a way to do it yet. And if you drop it or if you get hit by the enemies that respawn literally every time you reenter the zone, it drops the orb. You cannot pick it back up. It goes back to the chest. So in a game that that is literally all about, at least to me and from what the developer is telling me, all about speed, it forces you to completely slow down. It's like what everybody hates about Sonic or one of the things everybody hates about Sonic (laughs) is is when is when they they intentionally let you slow, make you slow down. And that to me is like, no, I just I just want to dash through there. At least let me dash. And I can't tell you it happened to me three times. and This is when I turned off the game. I tried to put the ball into the pedestal, accidentally hit a right before I got to it. It dropped on the ground, disappeared. And so I had to go all the way back to the chest halfway across the map to to get back to it. It It's super frustrating. Um, But the combat is pretty good. And again, it's five bucks. So if you want to try it out, I I recommend it, I guess. I guess it's five bucks. Who cares? Um, The other other game, I haven't gotten into more than a half hour uh, because I'm going to let that be more of a playthrough for my girlfriend is um, I Am Setsuna. Oh, I didn't yeah. get a chance. Didn't get a chance to catch it on another yeah, console. Obviously, that's a fun game. Um, I've I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I've heard it's not the the happy cheery game. It's uh, it's a it's a downer bit of a story, but that's that's fine. And uh, I've also heard it's not the hardest game in the world, so that'll be that'll be great and just kind of knock that one out. But she loves Chrono Trigger, and it seems like a love letter to Chrono so, Trigger. Go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to tell you this as a, a person who also adores Chrono Trigger. Go ahead. Do not go into this game thinking you are going to get one tenth of what Chrono Trigger was. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I've just going to say that off the it's bat. It's a lot shorter. I've heard, like maybe thirty, thirty-five. It's hours. definitely shorter, but I'm, I'm saying you'll you'll see it in the combat, but you won't mm-hmm. see it in anything else. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it doesn't have the polish, also. <laughs> well, and 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 for being like it, it, it seems to, and and I get I get the 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 motif they are going for, but from everything I've read, staying in this one sort of like snow setting is is just whereas with Chrono Trigger you go to the future where everything's like domed and desolate, and then there's the prehistoric jungle, and there's like the medieval fantasy castle, and then there's yeah. like. The semi-modern day-ish kind of place. It's I, I, I get that. I, I am I am excited to see where the story goes, and because it does seem like from some spoilers I've gotten, like there is it is actually a little bit interesting. Um, but the combat seems fun. Like I, get, I said, I play the first half hour just to see kind of how it worked, so she wouldn't go into it totally blind with no help. But um, so that I, I'm looking forward to to going through that game, even if it's not. It's more of a I, I'm doing it as more of a love letter to Chrono Trigger, not yeah. here's Chrono Trigger too. Like <laughs> yeah. okay, it's like here's a frog keychain. Well, oh thanks. Um so that's that's pretty much what I play, and I've played fast RMX, which is fantastic and yes, totally that so shit insane. Um I haven't gotten Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yet because I haven't hated myself enough to justify buying everything again, even though I bought it for the Wii U like a year ago. Um, so I'm, I'm slowly breaking down and I can feel myself going towards it. And I, cause I loved Mario Kart eight on the Wii U. It was fantastic. I, I just haven't quite gotten to the point where I want to spend another 60 bucks on it when I spent like 60 plus, I don't know, however much all the DLC was. Um, I'm sure I'll get there one day. Um, I know we'll talk about arms later. So I'm, save that. I think I'm super excited about arms though. Um, so that's, that's all I've been pretty much playing on switch. Uh, I have also played into what has been a shock to my girlfriend since for about the last eight or nine months, I have been playing a lot of league of legends. I don't know how you guys feel about MOBAs. They are, (laughs) they seem to be very divisive. So that's, that's all I'll kind of say about that. I, I've also gotten like, hate them and don't like them in particular. I'm not skilled enough to be good in them, which yeah, means there's right no point in trying. The most down them, yeah. There's no yeah. point in trying because the way that that entire ecosystem is for those games are if you don't know enough, then you don't know nothing and we don't want you here. So yeah, I've learned that very quickly and it's like, all right, there's no point then. It's so. it's the only reason I got super into it was because 
my girlfriend actually got uh, introduced me to it because she played with her two brothers and one of their friends. So we can actually make a, a usually we can make a five man team or a four man team with one rando. And when it's five of your friends playing, like it's fine. Like you're just out there, you're having fun. We don't play ranked. We just play and it's, it's, it's fun. Like I am, I surprised myself cause I knew MOBAs to be like one of the most toxic cultures in the world. And I was like, ew, gross. I never want to get into that. Uh, hated it, hated the first like two months I played and then got super into it. And now I follow like the pro scene and whatever. So, and they just had a big tournament down in Brazil, which is my motherland. So that was exciting to see that down there. And, um, so yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot of league of legends though. And, and we'll probably continue to play it even, even as I hate myself and, and, and hate myself for even giving them money. But, but those skins, man, those skins are just so damn nice. <laughs> um, so that, that's what I've been playing. So it's, it's, it's pretty much been for the last couple of months. It's been either league of legends or breath of the wild. And so now I'm excited to, to maybe get into some newer games like arms splatoon the month after that. And then way down the road, Mario odyssey. Although that Sonic game looks really good. It looks really good. I'm, I don't want to get my hopes looks up. pretty good. Everyone wants to hate on it, but it don't look that bad. Which really one? Uh, either. Sonic mania. Mania. Yeah. Mania looks really good. Yeah, Sonic <laughs> like, Mania. But Mania is being made by fans of Sonic. Yes. The same people yeah. that ported the Sonic 2 and Sonic yeah. 1 to mobile, and they know what they're doing. They And they it's added fine. new stages themselves to those versions that were actually really good. So it's like, that's great, because fucking Sega, Sega Team does not know shit anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason I think Sonic Mania looks good. I'm Sonic not Mania so looks really good. sure if I'm keen on Sonic and the Deviant Art. I but, love, um, I love, I love Light Sonic and the Deviant Art. <laughs> old, old light blue comic pudgy Sonic is so fun though. And oh, no, no, I meant the the new Sonic game, Sonic Forces. It allows no, no, you to create your own custom. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen the. That's why I said yeah. Sonic in the Deviant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know. I like that actually. That's a great subtitle for it. <laughs> Sonic Forces: The Deviant Art Unleashed. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. If anybody does want to give me on League of Legends, because we are, you said I could I could push things and, yeah. and plug myself and shill. Um, if you want to come oh, yeah. play horribly with somebody who's an under five hundred player and not ranked, um, hit me up. I'm hybrid eighty eight because I'm edgy like that. Um, I was I was a white kid in the nineties in the suburbs, so hybrid theory is my jam. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. It's a good album. So you know, yeah, I, your hedgehog's gonna have black hair with red spikes. It's <laughs> 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 still just shadow. God, shadow. Damn it! You guys are oh, disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> and we hope you guys enjoyed that a uh, little bit of my time on the game crunch podcast thanks again to those guys for having me on just just so much fun uh getting to nerd out a little bit with video game talk um so again check that out uh that is game crunch and you can find their podcast on the itunes music store as well as anywhere else uh great podcasts are available um so with that though we're going to take a quick commercial break we come back we still have watch for and a special appearance via tape delay from sao paulo where west bradshaw will join us for so raw back in the mo are you the next michael jordan tom brady or Deion sanders do you have what it takes to become the next great talent whether you play baseball basketball football or any other sport you all at least have one thing in common the need to be recognized it doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level i'm next is the platform for you and back on the foreign affair podcast i am edward green uh here on episode 160 presented by ngsc sports and i'm next usa uh gonna hit the watch for now uh as as, as we're wrapping up the pod here a little bit, um, I am now, I can say I've been watching a lot more Legion, trying to catch up on that now that I know there's a second season on the way next year. Um, got two episodes left, the final two of the the eight episodes in, in season one. Man, that's a really weird show. Oh, that's a weird show. It's, it is a super duper, super duper duper weird show. Um, very weird show. Um, also saw the season finale of Archer. 
be interested to hear Wes Bradshaw's thoughts on that. It was it didn't end exactly how I thought it would. Great, still great, loved it. Didn't end how I thought it was going to. So can't we'll be we'll we'll delve into that a little bit more uh, in the coming weeks with Wes Bradshaw rejoining us here. But speaking of, he is actually going to rejoin us via tape delay from Sao Paulo, where he's busy on business. Uh, Wes Bradshaw will now be giving you the latest updates. In this edition of So Raw. Alright, what's up guys? This is Wes Bradshaw coming to you from uh, my dining room table. No one's home tonight. I just got off work. It's very late. Very dark here on the East Coast. Guys, I've missed y'all the last few weeks. You know, this crazy new work schedule's got me, got me going all over the place. But... Ed Green said, Wes, we need some So Raw this week. Folks, so we're here to get So Raw. And when I'm finished, I'll update you a little bit about what's coming up uh, in the next few weeks where I, I will be back for your listening enjoyment. I'll bring you all the news on the Reds and everyone else that I despise. Anyway, folks, it is time to get So Raw. So let's jump right in with So Raw. Um, due to crazy work schedule, I am a pay-per-view and two SmackDowns behind, so you guys don't hate me for it. I'm sorry. I have plans to get to them. Next week, I'm going to totally update everybody on the SmackDown. Um, We'll talk about it. We'll talk about Jinder Mahal being the WWE champion now, which just still completely boggles my mind. I mean, Jinder Mahal, six weeks ago, the guy was losing, and no one thought anything of him as they never had. No, he's a WWE champ. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that a little more next week. Um, on the Raw Raw sphere, uh, Raw going into Extreme Rules this Sunday, so it was a go home week for Raw. The big match coming up at Extreme Rules, the Fatal Five way to become the number one contender for the Universal Championship, currently held by Brock Lesnar, who won it at WrestleMania, and we haven't seen him since. Great job, WWE. You guys really know how to keep the excitement for your big championships. Anyway, Fatal 5-Way, it should be a good one. You've got uh, a couple of my absolute favorite guys in the business right now. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor in there. Bray Wyatt, who I adore. Bray Wyatt's in there. Samoa Joe. I'm good with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's in there. And the fifth one, the big dog, Roman Reigns, who I don't hate Reigns as much as a lot of people, but you know, we've talked about Reigns before, so you guys kind of know my opinion at this point. Uh, they're going to do battle Fatal 5-Way winner to face Brock Lesnar at Money in the Bank. So that's, you know, that's going to be cool. You know, big time, Money in the Bank. I believe it's Money in the Bank. Don't hit me if I'm wrong. Um, a lot of ways this match could go. A lot of ways. That said, with Brock Lesnar, you kind of figure they're going to come out with a babyface to face Brock. Your two straight-up babyfaces in this match right now are Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Um, we had an interaction a week ago on Raw between Finn Balor and Paul Heyman, which was really interesting. Paul Heyman, as we know, just he's the best. You get that guy a microphone, and it's good night, Irene. He's so good. Uh, he and Finn Balor had a had a really good little showdown. Um, we've kind of awaited a Seth Rollins Lesnar feud. I think if it was 2015, that would be hotter. Um, you know, the Rollins injury kind of derailed that from ever really happening, but I could still see it happening. All signs point toward a Reigns victory with Reigns going against Lesnar. Because WWE and their eternal love of Roman Reigns, they just they they want Roman Reigns to be that top guy. Maybe he will be. I mean, he's got every tool in the book. They just oh, they kill that character. They've killed WWE have killed the character by trying to force the character on us, and a lot of fans have just revolted against it. So I don't know, but I could I could trust me. I could totally see Reigns winning this thing. The wild card and everything coming up is Braun Strowman. Strowman out with the elbow injury. Initially said to be six months. I've heard a lot of things saying it might be more like eight to 12 weeks, which could have him back in time for SummerSlam, which apparently was the original plan, was to have Strowman and Lesnar at SummerSlam. I would be totally intrigued by that. I mean, Braun Strowman's a 
monster of epic proportions, he against Brock Lesnar, that would be that would definitely be uh, an interesting watch. Uh, definitely something to pique the curiosity. And Lesnar's still just a massive draw, mostly because of his you know his UFC appeal gives him that mainstream street cred. So. We'll just see what happens going forward, but this Fatal 5-way, it should be good. I mean, you got five good performers, whatever you think of Roman Reigns. I mean, Rollins, Balor, Samoa Joe, that's good enough in its own. Then you throw in Reigns, you throw in Bray Wyatt. Those are five good guys. So it's going to be a good match. Get over it if you don't like it. The Miz. Oh, the Miz is the best bad guy in wrestling. And, and it's not even close. He's so good. So good at the, at the talking and the chatting uh, this week. Um, he's gonna, he, of course, is going to be taking on Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title to Extreme Rules. Ambrose is about as over as any babyface in the company. And it kind of surprises some people because yeah, Ambrose isn't the smoothest wrestler. He's not the best athlete. He's not the best talker. But Dean Ambrose just connects. People really like Dean Ambrose. I don't know what to tell you. I like Dean Ambrose. I think he's a cool guy. They're going to have a really good match at Extreme Rules. I wouldn't be shocked to see The Miz come out with a title. I personally think The Miz is better with a title than when he's chasing. I think Ambrose is a little better when he's chasing than when he's got it. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, they had a Miz TV encounter this week. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro were Miz's guests. They, of course, are going up against the Hardys. That's been a really well-built uh, program has been the Hardy Boys and Sheamus and Cesaro, and they're going to get on. And you know they're going to get after it this week on uh, on Extreme Rules. That's going to be that should be a really good match. That could be that could be your show Steeler match, just because of how good uh, Cesaro and Sheamus have become. And of course the Hardys are one of the you know they're one of the goat tag teams. They just are um, North Carolina boys and. They're back in the company. They generate a ton of interest, a ton of spark. So it's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to that. But we ended up having a six-man match on Raw. Um, it was fun. It was up and down. Um, and uh, the the bad guys ended up getting the win, I think, didn't they? I can't remember who won. God, I'm a bad reporter on this. It didn't matter who won because the heat was there, and I think the heat's there for both of those programs. It's big time. Speaking of a program that I personally am enjoying only because it has my beloved Alexa Bliss, um, is this uh, Women's Extreme Rules uh, kendo stick match coming up. It's going to be Alexa Bliss and Bailey. And I'm going to tell you, just to me, Bailey, who came up, when she came up, there was such this groundswell, this major hyper on Bailey, who had just become a megastar down in NXT. And I don't know if it's the writing, if it's the character, you know, seeing Bailey in long segments every week. I don't know if it's just exposed her or what, but Bailey just doesn't do it for me. Alexa Bliss does it for me. She does it for like every inch of me. Alexa Bliss does it. Yeah, don't edit that out. That was kind of bad, though. Um, and I'm not even just talking about the, the booty. But anyway, Five Feet of Fury, she is maybe right now one of the best performers on the mic. Not just women, just the best in the company on the mic. She's a born heel. Her resting bitch face is one of the best I've ever laid eyes on. And she's so good at conveying her emotion through her eyes. Just She's, she's special. She is special, and I don't think anyone expected that of her coming up from NXT. I, thought they, I think they thought she would be, you know, a solid contributor and could do some things. But she has just, she's been a, she's been a lightning bolt, just a skyrocket. She's been fantastic since she came up. And to me, she's one of my favorite things about the show, and that really has nothing to do with her looks, even though they are just, wow. Love you, love you, Lexi. Uh, over on the um, 205 Live, the Cruiserweights, uh, big one coming up between Austin Aries and um, Neville. They've had some really good matches so far. A submission match coming up at Extreme Rules. That should be um, that should be fun to watch. Aries no more is the submission specialist, uh, but you know Neville with his high flying repertoire also has a tap out hold called the Rings of Saturn. That looks really cool and really painful. So I think that, that'll be a good match. Um, 
Keeping the interest in it. I think they should have interest in it. Those those guys are, to me, they're head and shoulders above anyone else in that cruiserweight division. And I think they've done a good storyline with them, so I hope it comes off well. Um, yeah, that's about all I can really think of coming up for Extreme Rules. I know there's some other matches, but that's what I'm interested in. I don't think they're really using my boys Gun and Gallows very well at the moment. You know, it could just be waiting to get them back in a storyline. Secondary storyline, though, someone keeps jumping Enzo Amore every week. No one knows who it is. Big Cass uh, was questioned by Corey Graves. Was it him? He reacted in a very uh, angry manner. Um, there are a lot of people out there saying that it was Big Cass who's just tired of Enzo losing matches for him. It could be a Big Cass heel turn, something... That'd be pretty cool to see, you know, a seven-foot guy, heel turn, pissed off, New York guy. That could be pretty cool. Uh, the Revival were back this week. Uh, they've been gone for, I believe, about six weeks after um, uh, Dash Wilder had his jaw broken. He's still got it wired together, but good to see them back on Raw. When they are, when they're healthy and going, they are the best pure tag team in WWE, without a doubt, the Revival. They're fantastic. Dash and Dawson, just amazing. Um, on the uh, on the free agent front, a lot of people still really pushing hard that Adam Cole is going to be coming to WWE via the NXT route. Nothing has been finalized. Nothing has uh, been signed that we know of. Uh, I just know I would absolutely love to see Adam Cole showing up at the next TakeOver for NXT. Adam Cole would get me back to watching NXT on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I'm sorry. I need my stars, and I love Bobby Roode. Don't get me wrong. I love Shinsuke, but Adam Cole, to me, I believe Adam Cole has the tools and the ability to be this generation Shawn Michaels. I don't know if he's quite, quite as athletic as Shawn Michaels and a few of the things Michaels could do, but he has this combination of just arrogance and his mic work, I think, I think Adam Cole walks right in and along with maybe Kevin Owens is the best mic guy in WWE the day he walks in. And just his charisma and the way he carries himself. We talked about Alexa Bliss's walking bitch face. Adam Cole is the biggest asshole on earth. And that's why right now I think he's also my favorite wrestler. So I'm really hoping to see that Adam Cole um, deal come true in the future so anyway folks we have uh we uh, we didn't give you much time to get the vaseline out so i know you've gotten so raw this week uh we'll be back next week folks i'll be back uh, we're gonna be as ed's probably told you we're gonna be starting our uh, review of the premier league season um that'll be fun i'll have some more so raw we'll have a new uh watch for and uh folks we're gonna have some fun you know i've missed you guys the last few weeks i missed talking to me man ed me call and cry, me, me friend. I've missed him. So uh, anyway, guys, be good. Thank you for hopping on with me, and I will talk to you soon. And thanks so much for that, Wes. I'm very excited to have you back on the pod. It's been too long, my friend. McCall, I missed you a lot. I missed you on the pod. And uh, so that's about going to do it. Uh, we'll have a brief little lol what since we have a little bit of time here. Uh, LOL what? Uh, that's my... It's my Steve, Steve Austin Stone Cold. What? Oh, LOL. What? Which is probably actually what he would say to that. Um, League of Legends, NALCS. Uh, all the summer splits have been starting this week. Uh, LCK over in Korea. Uh, Samsung Galaxy just 2 0 Faker and uh, SKT today. That was interesting. Um, but more importantly, the NALCS starts Friday night, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the Canon time zone, uh, as Cloud9 looks to come off their spring playoff finals, lost to TSM, get right back in the saddle, and take on CLG, as CLG will be introing a new jungler as Dardock is coming over from Immortals. Um, so that's big. Uh the European Championship Series has uh, already started by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, so big stuff happening over there, but I'm uh, very excited to see where the summer goes. Big prediction. FlyQuest will win the NALCS Summer Tournament and qualify for Worlds, thanks to Wild Turtle. You heard it here first. Will it happen? 
Almost assuredly not, but that is my bold, crazy prediction for the NALCS summer split. Um, and with that, that will do it here for the A Foreign Affair podcast, episode 160. Big thanks to our providers, our presenters in GSC Sports and GSCSports.com. We never stop. As well as I'm Next USA. Do you, do I have anything witty for this? Now, do you want to be the next pop star? Get your star today at I'm Next USA. Complete your profile and get your path to stardom. Sorry, I had free pizza tonight, so, you know, that's what happens. You can find them on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter, at AFA Pod is our collective. Wes is at Wes Bradshaw 21, and I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via the All New Sports Show. That's our parent company. And you can email us, allnewsportsshow at gmail.com. We're back next week to talk that Champions League final and so, so, so much more. Wes Bradshaw will be back live to talk with me, and it will be so glorious. Uh, this podcast always presented by, as powered by Zencast, I should say, and you can find it on podbean.com, the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, and much, much more. So, for McCall and Cram, West Bradshaw, who you heard in tonight's taped edition of So Raw, I am Edward Green. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Foreign Affair Podcast. Stay safe and enjoy the football and enjoy the league. Good night, Los Angeles, for Friday Battle Begins. On the rift. This is when we would have the, the the gif of Homer, kind of like leaning out the car, screaming, "Nerds!" Yep. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.